Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Today our guest is Captain Casey Prisco from Dirty Goose Sport. Casey, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Casey, we had you back on episode nine. We were talking Garmin Panoptics for Great Lakes Fishing. Today, I just wanted to talk a little fishing with you. We're in the off-season when it comes to trout and salmon fishing, but tell me a little bit how your season in 2020, how did it go? It was good. I mean, up and downs. We had some weather that uh, made the fishing tough at times, but overall, you know, we went out and uh, we had a lot of successful trips, a lot of personal bests, and uh, we kept our people on the, on the fish, bending the rods, and we had good experiences for a lot of new clients, and uh, it was great. It was my busiest year ever, so I'm beyond happy, and, you know, I have a lot of... Uh, lot of rebookings and a lot of people that were happy and you know good experiences and that's what it's about is introducing people to you know the great sport of fishing and hopefully hooking them like we're hooked you know and it worked out great yeah busy year but it, it was looking kind of shaky early on i know COVID 19 kept a lot of you guys uh off the water early on especially in new york tell me about how COVID 19 kind of affected your season when it comes to the charter business it was tough in the beginning. My boat was probably one of the first boats in. And uh, once they closed down the marinas and the launches, you know, we really couldn't do much besides fish for fun. So me and a bunch of local captains, you know, good friends of mine that I hang out with all the time, we'd go out and we did a bunch of little giveaways, um, you know, from our, from our sponsors. And you try to keep it interesting. I mean, the fishing was so good. It kind of was disappointing when it opened back up from COVID, we were allowed to take our clients out. Not that the fishing got horrible, but the, the fishing that we had, had the water had changed and the weather went bad. And uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't as good as it was during the COVID time. And it was kind of disappointing because you really want, you want the best fishing for your clients as you can, you can give them. And it was just tough, but there was a lot of days we had great days and some days it was tough, but Overall, we bent the rods. People were happy, and that's all that matters. You know, it's it's putting smiles on faces and bending the rods, and we, we had a good year doing that. Hey, you operate out of Pulaski, New York, right on the Salmon River there. Tell me about fishing out of that port. So out of that port, you pretty much have a little bit of everything going on. This year we had some steelhead show up, which was a bonus, but lots of most of, most of the year you're fishing brown trout, um, some salmon, depending on – the, the winds and the conditions, you can get some salmon come early June and July. Uh, we did have some early April, believe it or not. Um, and, uh, you know, lake trout are always, you know, in the area if you're willing to make the travel. Um, a lot of that's up towards Henderson. It's about an 18 to 20-mile run. But it was it was a good year. I mean, overall, I would give it an 8 out of a 10. What, what are the seasonalities like uh, out of your area? Um, you kind of mentioned a little bit there. Uh, when when do you guys kind of target the different species throughout the throughout the year? Soon as the little salmon river opens up, I put my boat in and we'll be targeting brown trout and lake trout. That's most times first couple weeks, early weeks of of March. Um, March, April are brown trout and lake trout. Occasionally, you'll find salmon around depending on the conditions. Um, come May. This year, I actually purchased a second boat, so I'll have one boat on the east end and one boat on the west end out towards uh, Wilson, New York, Niagara. Um, so I'll have one boat brown trout fishing and lake trout fishing in the east end, and I'll have another boat in Wilson, 
king fishing, lake trout fishing um, in May. And then come June, July, it's it's all conditions. You know, if you get the right winds, you'll have salmon around. If you don't, you'll be fishing brown trout and lake trout. Um, you know, and there's always bonus steelhead around. You'll be fishing salmon and, you know, catch a steelhead um, or an Atlantic salmon. Um, the Mexico Bay, that area, you know, Pulaski, Sam River, the sky's the limit. You can catch anything depending on the winds. You know, one day you'll have nothing. The next day, the mother lone fish will be there. It's uh, it's really uh, it's challenging at times, but it, it makes it interesting and keeps it fun for you. Yeah, the Salmon River is kind of one of those fisheries that, that people talk about. What are, what are the returns look like in the fall? What is it like being out there in the water uh, in the fall? In the fall, depending on the time of the year, um, a weekend, you can see anywhere from 100 to 150 boats right in front of the Salmon River first thing in the morning. Um, the fish, they'll pile up right in front of the river in six to 15 feet of water. And the boats know it, you'll drive around, they'll be jumping alongside you. You'll see eight, 10, 12 boats hooked up at the same time. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's fun. At the same time, it's definitely stressful for the captain and the crew because you're trying to avoid all the other boats. You're in tight quarters. Everyone's working a small pocket of water. Um, you know, and as the sun comes up, you slide out the deeper water as the fish do and you know you pick at them out there um but every year it's exciting i look forward to that time of the year it's uh it's just a unique fishing experience for everyone on the boat including the captain you never know you can go out and they can bite one after another you can go out and it can be brutal brutal frustrating you know you'll see them jumping they'll be everywhere and they just they don't bite but that's fishing you know, if it was catching, you'd go out every day and catch them, but it's fishing, you know. So you try your hardest, put your best lures in the water, and hope for the best. Tell me a little bit about that, Casey. What are your best lures? What's kind of your favorite when you're going after salmon? This year, uh, Michigan Stinger Spoons and Oki Paddles, 13-inch um, fish, white Casper, green Casper, bullfrog, um, Spoons, UVNBK, uh, man, Seasick Wadler was good. Later in the year, we used some J-plus when we were fishing in front of the river. It all changes by, you know, time of day and time of the year. Atomic flies, you know, there's a time where the fish go from, they stop actually eating and they're going to more hitting out of instinct and, and aggravation. Um, atomic flies, the 41 by green glow. It's challenging, but if you're on the water enough, you stay with the up-to-date information and, and, you know, you work the network of friends and, and friends make the lake smaller. I think I said that before and it's the truth. You know, the best thing I can say is, you know, keep your network small, but keep it honest. You know, if you work with guys that are always going to be honest, like I have a friend, Captain Andy Bliss, I think he's worked, you know, he's done the podcast, um, a friend, Captain Mark Ledden, Driftwater Fishing. These guys are guys I talk to all the time. They fish with me all the time. It's honest. There's no 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 lying. It cuts down the, the the fishing curve to you're on the fish, and it's just a matter if they're willing to participate in biting or not. So working with the right network of people is huge. Uh, no matter if you're an amateur, a uh, weekend warrior, you know what? Follow your local bait shops. Fat Nancy's Tackle. They're going to give you an honest report. We want you to catch fish. You can follow my page. You can follow Andy's page and Chase and Tail or Mark's page, Driftwater Fishing. 
um, cold steel sport fishing. These guys are going to give you an honest report. They're going to tell you where they're at, what they're doing, and what they're using. That's huge. At the end of the day, putting the right stuff in the water is crucial. If you don't have the right tackle and right right baits in the water, you're wasting your time. And, you know, most of these guys don't get out as much as we do. We're out every day. These guys have a limited amount of time that they're out fishing. And at the end of the day, they want to make the most of it. So we give them an honest report. Here's where we're getting them on. Here's where we're getting them. Go catch fish. You know, I, I took a lot of criticism for telling people about exactly what I was using. Why would you tell somebody? It doesn't matter. I want to see people catch fish. It's an amazing fishery. Everyone should enjoy it. So if I can help somebody, I want to help them. Yeah, I saw that video you did in September. I thought it was really cool where you really kind of went through everything that you were catching fish on. You're talking about the different combinations. I thought that was that was really cool. Absolutely. I want to see people catch fish, whether it's on my boat with me or if it's on their own. You know, I remember my first time coming up to Lake Ontario and, you know, I'm with my own boat and it's intimidating. You're a little boat in a big, big, big body of water. And at the end of the day, if you can have any little insight, any little pointer, any little tip to help you take it, and, you know, and I, I feel like I, I feel obligated to help people. So if I can help them, I help them follow my page. I will tell you what I'm using. If you want message me, I'll tell you what I'm using. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here to, to, I want to see people catch fish. What do you do, Casey, on a day? You said you kind of had an up and down season catching fish. When things aren't going your way and, and um, you're not getting the hits that you want, what do you, how do you kind of shift your game plan? What do you do when, when it's not the, the super bang up day that we all love and we all dream of? You know, you're you networked with a, with a certain group, like I've said, a um, certain group of guys. So you try to find out what's what's going on with your buddies, your, your friend boats that you can trust. You know, some guys are going to be out there, and I'm going to be honest with you, they don't want to see you do good. And shame on them. We're all in the same business. We're all, we're all out here to, to help people catch fish. Whether it's on your boat or somebody else's boat, if I can help somebody, I'm going to give you an honest report and tell you what I'm using. So you take that information, and some days it's just it's going to be a grind. You know, you're going out there, and trust me, I want to catch fish for my people more than they want to catch fish on the boat. Um, Sometimes it's not in the cards, you know, and you try. So when the day goes tough, you, you never stop trying. I don't know how many people I can tell you have been on boat my boat and said, oh, listen, you know, we've been on another boat and it was tough fishing and they just sat there and they're just not biting today. You give 110% until the very end. Don't ever give up, you know, and at the end of the day, I think people see that. That's all you can do. It's a fish. You can't make them bite. When they want to bite, they'll bite. And if they don't want to bite, yeah, it's frustrating. It, it's, it's a tough day. It's tougher for us as a captain or a mate probably than it is a client, even though they don't realize it because, you know, they're footing the bill. But at the end of the day, I want you to come out and enjoy yourself on the lake. I want you to see what I love and why I chose to do this as a career. And if I can't do that, it's disappointing to me. So without a doubt, I, I definitely uh, – you know, I stay networked with the right guys, and I, you got to give it 110%. You know, keep the best tackle, the best gear, keep your hook sharp, keep your leaders changed, you know, keep everything 100% ready to go, you know, because every bite can count and will count. There's some days you may get five or six bites, and you need every single one of them to stick. And if you have dull hooks 
or bad spot in your leader and it busts off, shame on you. You know, so you try your best and that's all you can do. What is your what is your typical program going to look like if you're heading out on a let's say on a July day? What is, what's your rig? What's your setup going to look like? July down here, you have a couple options depending on the weather. Like I said, um, and you know the bait and the salmon being around. First thing I'm you know if there's salmon around, we're going to go out and find the thermocline, 55 degree water, look for bait and fish 55 degrees and deeper. Run a lot of meat. I like. Pacific herring, that's what I use the most of. Oki paddles, um, Reese Davis meatheads, uh, diabolical meatheads. We're going to fish deeper water, coppers, atomic copper. Um, we'll run an eight rod, to 10 rod spread, sometimes double divers, depending on the conditions, and cover water until we find what we're looking for, you know, an active fish. Um, if the salmon aren't around, we're going to go look for brown trout. Uh, Mexico Bay is renowned known for big brown trout the world well, the state record brown trout um has come out of that bay and been broken out of that bay numerous times um if we're brown trout fishing we're going to look for where 60 degrees meets the bottom uh we're going to look for bait in there and we're going to adjust our program going anywhere from 60 degrees to 63 degrees 64 degrees and looking to find the fish once you find them you gotta listen to the fish Browns will tell you what they want. It may be a green glow alive UV stinger. It may be a black widow. It could be a chicken wing. It could be a mongoose when the sun comes up. It's a deadly spoon. It could be a doctor spoon. Once they tell you what they want, load up on them. I mean, there's times I've had, you know, eight rods or 10 rods on a water for Browns. Every single rod has had the same spoon. Um, Mexico Bay is amazing. It, it truly is. The structure in that bay and the Browns that you can catch are unbelievable this year we fished one week dedicated just for browns and we had 18 browns over 13 pounds um in that bay it, it's just it's unbelievable you know and then like i said if if the brown trout fishing isn't good or you know, salmon isn't good or they're off the bite there's lake trout you know when we fish lake trout we run north um up past the, the north dunes we go up to the, to the trench up near henderson and it's a run you know you're gonna run some fuel if you have a bigger boat um, and we'll fish 120 to 160 feet of water and you'll fish hammerhead cowbells with, uh, spinning glows or atomic flies behind an attractor, you know, and right near the bottom and you go up there and you catch trophy, trophy lake trout. I mean, there's, we had 15 lake trout this year, over 20 pounds. Um, and many, many in the 16 to 18 pound range. It was just an unbelievable year for big, big lake trout. And we weren't the only boat, you know, there was a lot of boats that had some giant lake trout. There was a couple caught 25, 26, 27 pounds. If you put your time in, you can figure it out and definitely catch some trophy fish, you know, and that's what it's about. Casey, what kind of speeds do you like to run? Lake trout fishing, I guess is probably what I'll start with. It's the slowest. Um, lake trout fishing, I'll run one six to one eight GPS, but I'll also watch, um, you know, you have currents. I won't run a probe because I run three riggers right near the bottom two to five feet off the bottom. Sometimes I'll run one 10 feet off the bottom, depending on where I'm marking fish. Uh, brown trout on my fish hawk, I like to run 2-0 to 2-1. Um, and king, sometimes 2-0 to 2-1 as fast as 3-0. Um, the biggest thing is when you're out there is you need a fish hawk. If you're not running a probe, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you fish hawk has the best probe on the market. If you're not running a fish hawk, 
and getting your speed, you're wasting your time. Can you catch fish without it? Absolutely. Are you going to be consistent? No. So with salmon, everything changes, but watch. If you're turning and the inside rod goes, slow down. If you're turning and the outside rod goes, speed up. Once you find a speed that those fish want it, you're going to have a better catch rate and, you know, staying in the temperature. There's a lot of times if you're going 2.5 miles an hour, you're in 56 degree or 55 degree water with your probe. If you speed up by chance to 2.7, you're in 66, 68 degree water. You wouldn't know that without a probe. I run straight power pro on my downrigger. So it's truer. There's no hum from the cable. I run Canon optimums. Um, you know, they have positive ion control, but with the power pro, there's no electro uh, electrodes getting in the water. And my probe, if I'm down 120 feet, it reads 120 feet on the actual depth. And that's huge. There's no guessing game. With the fish hawk, when you're fishing, you know where your probe is. And if your other riggers have the same setup, which I use 150 pound Shimano Power Pro on all three riggers. So if my middle rigger says 120, my other one says 130, and my corner rigger on the other side says 140, they're 10 feet apart and they're all exactly where they're supposed to be. And that's huge. So when you're marking fish at a certain depth, you want to know your downriggers are fishing that depth. A lot of guys I know go out and, oh, yeah, they have blowback. Well, they don't know how much. They're guessing. Get a fish hawk. It's the best money you can buy for your boat. If you want to know exactly what's going on down there, buy yourself a fish hawk. End of story. That will put more fish in your cooler. Well, we love the recommendation, Casey. That uh, helps us pay the bills. So we, we dig that. Uh, is, is there something that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about today? The biggest thing I can ask is if you know a family that has a kid, get them out fishing. My dad, I was fortunate enough. My dad always took me fishing. And I think the biggest thing I see is less and less kids getting into the great sport of fishing. And it doesn't have to be your own kid or it could be a neighbor's kid, but take the time. And if you can get them into fishing, it's amazing, amazing pastime. It doesn't matter how big a fish is. I still get excited. Some of my best days and one of my funnest trips was two years ago. I went camping and we caught bluegills, rock bass, perch with a bobber and a worm. Old school fishing. It was just fun. It doesn't matter how big the fish is. The tug's a drug. So I think the biggest thing I'd say is try to get your youth into fishing. Don't discourage it. Promote it. I'd even be willing to take, you know what, I'm going to, you just triggered me to do it. I'm going to give away a fishing charter for a group of kids. I, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to have my parent, my dad and my mom too. I always fished and they, my dad would take my buddies fishing and there's nothing better than seeing a kid catch a big fish or any fish or his first fish. So look on my page, dirty goose sport fishing in the next couple weeks. I'll be doing a promo to give away a fishing charter, six hour trip for a kid. That's awesome. I, I love to hear that. And if people want to find out more about you and find out not just about this promo, but if they want to uh, book a trip with you or just uh, ping you and find out what's going on with you, where is the best place for them to find you? Facebook's probably the easiest. I do a lot of social media. It's Dirty Goose Sport Fishing on Facebook. My cell phone's 845 234 5024. If you have questions, 
I'll answer my phone any hour of the night to try to help somebody. I got from your last podcast, I probably received no less than 20 or 30 emails and probably 40 phone calls asking about panoptics. And I believe I've reached out to every single one of them and talked to them um, to help them, you know, get their boats set up to, to be able to catch more fish. Um, if I can help somebody catch more fish, I will without a doubt, hundred percent help you. If you have questions on how to get a fish hawk installed, the right angle for the transducer or what I'm doing, you feel free to email me. It's caseyprisco at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook, Dirty Goose Sport Fishing, or you can call me 845-234-5024. I just love seeing people get in the sport of fishing and if I can help, I wanna help. So whatever I can do. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Casey, for joining the show. Really appreciate your time and and sharing your insights with us. And uh, it's always good to talk to you. You too, Chris, have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.